Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, morning, morning. This is Desiree DeBoss, founder of An Empowered Woman and Homework. But today I'm calling on behalf of Wren. Wren is the, I'm the chapter president in San Diego for Wren, which is Women's Real Estate Network. And we meet every month on the fourth Wednesday at the beautiful U.S. Bank in Del Mar, California. We have different topics. Last month it was fix and flips. This month is how to create passive income. In other words, make money while you sleep. And we're going to have three magnificent, smart, intelligent, experienced women that are going to be sharing their experiences and their different asset classes on how they have generated that um, revenue. So today I'd like to welcome Kathleen Swin. Good morning, Kathleen. How are you doing today? Hi, good morning, Desiree. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited about next Wednesday. And ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, ladies actually, it's an all-women's event. That's going to be Wednesday, February the 26th from 5.30 to 8 p.m. in Del Mar. But you are experienced in real estate for many, many years in a different asset class. Why don't you share a little bit about what you do? and the organizations that you're involved in and that you lead, and then we'll talk about what you're going to share with us next week. Yeah? Great. Yes. Yes, sure. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, yes. So um, my name, again, is Kathleen Wynn, and I've been a real estate investor for over 10 years. I've been a real, in real estate for over 20 years um, doing sales activity, but in the last 10, I've started to do more investment. And um, Desiree mentioned that I do different asset classes, but my, I would have to say my favorite would be in the passive income um, arena, which is in the lending business. And so we're private lenders. We're also, we buy uh, performing and non-performing notes. Um, and then we also do seller carryback. So all of that generates a passive income although the business is not necessarily passive um, but the income is definitely passive and so that's what I do uh, and that's what I love to do now and you also have an organization and a meetup in San Diego tell us a little about that sure yes so we have a um, a cash flow investors meetup it's every second Thursday in Rancho Bernardo and um, the per- the reason that I run that meetup is to have a venue for experienced and inexperienced investors to get together. It's a smaller venue. It's not a large club. So we're able to get together and really get to know each other. I bring on um, expert guest speakers in different asset classes. And uh, we really get to delve deep into that particular business model that that guest speaker um, shares with us. And so because it's a smaller venue, we are able to really um, go in deep and uh, fully understand their business model, look at their numbers, look at how they um, do that strategy and, and see if it works for, you know, see if it works for us or not, because not every investment idea is going to work for everybody. All of it is good, um, but it doesn't work for everybody. And so, Going to the investment club will open up your eyes, show you whether that particular asset class is, is as sexy as you thought it was, right? Because <laughs> um, a lot of times we think that, you know, 
the grass is always greener on the other side, or we hear a great idea, a great investment idea, and we jump on it uh, without really understanding fully um, the amount of work that it entails. And so when you go to Mm -hmm. these type of clubs, especially um, the club that I run, we really uh, get very – involved with the speaker and uh, it's a very interactive type of meeting so we get to really figure out what is behind the scene not just the fluff on top not all the gravy on top but really behind the scene um, you know how much work does it take them to do that function and how much does it really cost and what is their true return on investment so um, that's and we've been running this club for about seven years now um, and it's it's going very well, um, or at least I think it is. <laughs> but I love it the is. atmosphere, um, and, and it brings on, you know, very experienced. We have very experienced investors there, uh, but then we also have newbies. And so the experienced investors there are, you know, they're there to network and to learn from the speakers, and the newbies are there just to learn in general and also to network. Um, but sometimes we do deals together. So well, you know, hopefully, a couple things. Um, ho- sure. Yeah, no, no, you know, no, a couple of things that you mentioned that was uh, true. That I like the fact that it's a small interactive club. Some of the larger clubs, you just sit and listen. You really don't have a chance to, uh, like you said, go deeper, like ask deep questions, and go behind the scenes. And then I also feel it's better for your networking because you actually become part of a group that is growing together and with different levels of interest. And another point you mentioned, which is really valuable, is that there's so many ways of getting involved in real estate. And so people constantly are going after all these shiny objects, but not really taking into account what works best for them. And there's factors, whether you have time, whether you have money, whether you have credit, whether you have um, looking for long-term or short-term, how um, volatile if you are willing to be, you know, so there's a lot of different areas, a lot of different asset classes, but it's not all for everyone. So being able to go to these events and these meetings and hear the different things and then being able to do further research on them allows you to say, okay, this is a more, you know, up my speed. And then also being able to invest in them. And sometimes even after that fact, you find out it's not for you. You know, but these you've tried it, you've eliminated it off your list, and you've had minimal risk because you have the support and the expertise around you that you're not jumping off the bridge alone. And um, yeah. then you decide to <laughs> that's, that's you know? <laughs> Well, because real estate usually involves big dollars, you know, it's big money, and so yeah, it's a lot to lose. Right. And if you don't know what you're doing yeah. and you're taking that kind of risk, then it's foolish. You should do it with a partner. I always advise anyone to start with a partner anyway. You know, that way you kind of really get Especially the, if you're uh, starting out or you're starting exactly. out in a new asset class, you know, a new investment that you're not familiar exactly. with. It's it's always yeah. better to have a partner so you can spread your risk, yeah, and learn exactly. and learn from that. Exactly, yeah, because yeah, experience is the best teacher. You'll never know. You can go to read books and videos and you know, go to classes until you faint, but you can't until you get out there and actually do it. Do you really realize what the deal is? You know, and, and so being able to piggyback on somebody else's experience. Now, when I say partner, partner is someone who has experience. You know, um, don't partner with someone who's as new as you necessarily because you want to be able to <laughs> yeah. you know, take advantage of their experience. Otherwise, yeah, that's it's blind a... leading the blind. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? The, the funny thing is a lot of people go to events like, um, you know, a, a big event, and they, they'd be in the same uh, – they sit at the same table or somehow they jive together, 
and they start partnering up, and they're both newbie. That's not the way to partner. <laughs> because you're right, it's the blind leading the blind. You don't know what you don't know. So exactly. I always recommend whether, you know, it doesn't matter who you partner with, just make sure you find someone that know what they're doing and, and, mm-hmm. and partner with them at least in the first three deals. You know, once, you, mm-hmm. um, once you've got that you know, third deal done, on the fourth one, um, I would say that you're a little bit more confident to be able to do that on your own. Um, but mm-hmm. I know a lot of commercial guys, a lot of you know people that do huge projects, they never do it alone. You know because you always mm-hmm. want to find yeah. someone who's smarter than you to be your partner. You, sure. you don't partner with someone who's less who knows <laughs> less than you because then um, you know that's that's a dangerous <laughs> partnership. Yeah. Always partner with someone who is smarter than you. Um, so that mm-hmm. you can leverage their knowledge and their experience. Yep. Mm-hmm. And many times, again, their contacts, their resources, their funding, their lending, you know, just a lot of different sources. That's There's huge. a lot of different moving parts. That's very, that very huge. huge. That's very huge. And you brought on a very, very important point. And a lot of new investors don't have any of these resources. Um, they think mm-hmm. that they can go out and just get a deal. But, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and some of them may. <laughs> However, it takes years to, you know, to develop your resources, to develop your network, uh, people with money and PTOs. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, your network is, is huge. So when people say investing in notes, you know, explain, first of all, what that is for those who are, that are new to it. And then there's performing and non-performing. Could you clarify that? We're not going to tell them everything, um, Kathleen, yes. because we do want them to show up on Wednesday. But just enough knowledge yeah, so, to realize, again, to realize that there, it's not as simple as we think it is. So, you know, what's, right. what's the harm in joining us and meeting new friends and possibly meeting a partner and having some drinks and food and fun in the process? So just get so just overall, tell them what a note is, the performing and non-performing. Okay, so a note is um, a pretty much a piece of paper. It's a uh, piece of paper that uh, states that you owe a certain amount of money, uh, you know, during a certain period of time, you have to pay back at a certain interest rate, and that it's, um, the balance is due at a certain time in the future. And so, for instance, um, just to make it simple, I think the easiest reference would be if you go, if you're buying a house and you go to one of those big banks like Wells Fargo and you obtain a loan, Wells Fargo is your lender. So you put down 20%, Wells Fargo gives you the 80% loan at, you know, right now three and a quarter, three and a half interest rate for 30 years term. So you sign a promissory note with Wells Fargo telling them that you're going to make a payment of whatever, let's say $2,000 a month for the next 30 years. So you sign a promissory note and you're promising Wells Fargo that you're going to make that payment to them. And then they attach a, um, a lien against your home with what we call a deed of trust in California. In other, in other states, they're, they're called a mortgage. But in California, it's a deed of trust. And so they attach a deed of trust to your house. Um, that is their collateral. So if you don't pay your mortgage, you don't pay the payment that you promised that you're going to pay based on your promissory note, they're going to take your home and foreclose on your home. And so as a lender, they have a lot of leverage, um, and that's how they're going to ensure that they're going to get their payments. So what we're doing is we are a Wells Fargo, 
and um, but on a much much smaller scale and we're more private and so we're able to be more flexible in how we provide the loan to an individual and so uh, in the note space in what we call our note space there's many different types of loans and asset classes that we provide the loan to um, but I think um, next Wednesday we're just going to go over the seller carry back and what that is is um, a seller is actually providing the loan to the new buyer. So um, in, in the loan business, in the mortgage business or the note space, you've got, you've got the performing and the non-performing loans. And then you've also got, um, there's, I would say in a broad sense, there's three different types of lenders. The first one is the conventional lender, which provides the performing loan. The second one is the private money lender guys. And then you also have the um, the third asset class, which or the third lending is uh, the seller carry back lending. So I know that I'm, I just confused everybody. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> That's um, okay. You know, on, um, on Wednesday, I'll clarify that up a little bit. But uh, lending, right. lending itself, it's it's a huge um, it's a huge topic in itself because there's different mm-hmm. type of lending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, I guess well, it is. lending. Mm-hmm. So the reason that you know there's different type of real estate investing and lending is beautiful, and in that it's because you actually don't have to work as hard. You don't get your hands dirty, like when you buy a house and you fix and flip. Um, all you're doing is providing money and getting paid without having to deal with and trash. Uh, and that's the beauty <laughs> of of being a lender. So, I mean, that's, a, that's the best way that I can explain that and describe that and how it's very different than being a real estate flipper. Exactly, and it is definitely one of the ones that I would choose, especially, you know, again, especially if you have the funds. And some people use funds from the SEP IRA. I'm going to tell you all those different things on Wednesday. So, Kathleen, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear it all myself, even though I've heard it and know it. But it's just always exciting to hear it from you ladies that are experienced, that are smart, and that are willing to pour off the information and share the information to other women who, no matter where you are, there's always something you're going to take away. So next Wednesday, that is February 20th, from 5.30 to 8 p.m. at the Del Mar um, branch of the U.S. Bank. We'll have women, we'll have wine, we'll have food, and we'll have networking, but more importantly, we'll have the opportunity, no matter what phase you are in your real estate career or what phase you are as far as building your financial freedom, then you'll be able to come and learn from them. So I want to thank you, thank you, thank you, Kathleen, and I want to thank everyone else for listening to us today. And Kathleen, what closing statement would you like to say to our listeners today? Uh, sure. Um, so, yeah, come. Um, Desiree throws a very great event. I've been to a few of her events, and it's, um, it's mostly women. So it's a great place to meet other professionals, uh, very professional women that are, like you said, very smart. So I'm very uh, honored to be a part of that group. Um, my closing statement would be come learn how to be a real estate investor and still look sexy and beautiful without ruining your nails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have my nails done all the time. Teacher Desiree made a few comments uh, in the past. And uh, I still, I'm a real estate investor, but I still have very beautiful nails. Thank you. Very sexy and beautiful. So you are the perfect model for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you so much, everybody. Feel free to call and if you have any questions, all the information will be left down below. Um, but meanwhile, if you want to live where you work, work where you live, anywhere in the world, think about homework. Otherwise, I'll see you next Wednesday. Have a good one.